Hi, we're George and Jess, and after doing a morning radio show together for over a decade, we found our new home on the George and Jess podcast. We are a married couple exploring the ins and outs of balancing kids, marriage, and careers. So join us for adventures in the kitchen, at home, traveling, and more. Pull up a chair, grab a cup of coffee. It's time to get real about life, love, and the world around us. One month ago today, we did a show on the Sober Curious Movement. And we told you that we had both decided that on Christmas Day that we were going to do Dry January Take and a, start it the next day after Christmas. Take a break from uh, alcohol. Take is, a break from the is, booze. Right? And is. so we did that and we did Dry January. And I had decided pretty early in the month of January that I was probably going to take a longer hiatus, like maybe an indefinite hiatus. Well, we just we both did. And you were like, yeah, you know, I'm kind of, I kind of feel like that might be a good thing to do. And so uh, here we are. God, how many months has it been? Four? Almost? I don't, I, really, I guess I really haven't been keeping track. But I can tell you that it was one month ago today that we did that show. Right. And it's been almost podcast. four months since we had any alcohol. So, up, yeah, there's there's your update right there is we, we haven't drank. And it's. Since then. So now we're April 21st. Yes. It's funny. This is, uh, again, the sober curious movement is not going away. It's going to be very trendy for a while. So if, if you're not part of it, I, I, I would encourage everybody to at least try it. I would, too. Because you don't, you don't an, have to wait till January. It's an interesting social experiment just because you really get a look at how prevalent alcohol is at everyday functions meetings and just all different kinds of things if you take one month off of drinking but don't change your lifestyle or the events that you attend you will know exactly what we're talking about yeah and and we didn't we've gone to concerts we've gone to hockey games we've gone to benefits we've gone i, I mean committee evening committee meetings right. where there's often wine um and beverages and it's like, it's inter- it's an interesting social experiment. It's funny that in almost four months now, I've it, people start to like surface and, and climb out of the shadows. That, that are that, that's why they Other, call it curious. Yeah, right. Because they know that oh god, he did it for a month, and then two, and then three, and then four. So I I I have noticed a lot of people asking me individually. Are you still not drinking? Uh-huh. Right? It's like that. I've had a lot of people ask me, um, and I've been a little more vocal about it, I think, like on my my own Instagram. Yeah. Um, like, what do you order when you go out for dinner? What do you do when you're you're at an event? And here's what I will say. Um, I ordered diet tonic water and I am a diva and I ask for it in a nice glass. Right. Like, don't I don't want to drink tonic water out of a pop glass at dinner. Right. You know, right. and so I'll ask for it in like a cocktail glass or in an ice glass. Um, and most of the time they don't even bat an eye. At, at first there was like, it felt weird. So then I interpreted their reaction as weird because I felt weird. But now that I'm more comfortable with it, it's just not a thing anymore. And not only that, but do you find that you think less about having a cocktail or a beverage? I do. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I... Like I don't even really notice it most of the time anymore you had a conversation with a friend of mine yesterday and we, we both said the same thing that it it's weird how 
it starts to escape your mind because all of the things that centered around it aren't you're not partaking in. So it's like <laughs> it's it starts to become an afterthought. But I'll still go to events where there's booze and I But they're not completely centered around booze. I there's other stuff going on. Clarify <laughs> yeah. that I did not was not at a point where I needed to seek treatment or any physical withdrawals or anything like that. So I don't have a problem being around alcohol or people who are drinking alcohol. Neither do I. At all. I'm not. And again, I don't want to come across as judgy because I, I'm, I, first of all, I said this out loud. People ask me, will you ever drink again? I'm like, Oh yeah, I'll have a glass of wine or maybe a, a a glass of scotch or something like that. If If I'm in the right environment, if I'm at a concert or if I'm on vacation or if maybe if it's the holidays, whatever, but going back to the social events and how everything it seems like in, in, in today's world revolves around it, right? Like if we're going to get together, whether it's you know, for professional or personal reasons, whether it's family or coworkers or whatever, it's usually involves alcohol, having a drink yeah. somewhere, right? Yeah. And I actually heard somebody refer to it and I thought, this is really good. Somebody referred to it as a social lubricant. And I thought that's exactly that is exactly what it is. It is that is because pe- and people will openly admit that they'll be like, you don't you don't want. Oh, I got to get a few drinks in yeah, first. It'll loosen me up. I have found for myself that I thought I needed alcohol at social events to like feel comfortable There's or so- not or not yeah. feel weird. Um, but the more socializing I do without it, the more just normal I feel. Right. And probably it helps that I'm more vocal about my decision to not drink right now um, because then people that I'm around just, they know it. Right. And and they're not weird about it and I'm not weird about it. And it's just kind of a lovely thing that I'm doing right now and I'm enjoying it. And and the people that, uh, you, you will notice, and I've said this, that you'll notice that people that are drinking all the time will not necessarily invite you as much as they have in the past. And anyone right? that... Anyone that's um, journeyed down like a sober, curious path will tell you that, that like some relationships do change and it's inevitable. You have to kind of be prepared for that if this is a journey or a chapter that you're (laughs) interested in exploring. You know what's crazy? And I was, again, I mentioned this to Mike, a friend of mine the other day, and we were talking about this and he said, the strange thing is in today's world, there is almost a stigma attached to being sober. Do you think there's... Isn't that weird? I feel like it's changing a little. Well, it's, that's because of the sober or, curious movement. Or because I'm like living it, that it feels different. Because I used to know very few people who didn't drink. And now I feel like I can that's name be- a dozen people that don't drink. And I think it's just because I've been talking about not drinking. And right. so more people are reaching out. And talking to me about not drinking. Again, and I would encourage everybody, if, if, you, if you're if you curious about it, to give it a try. Mm-hmm. And speaking of uh, drinking at social events, this was brought up recently, and I thought, God, that's, that's really eye-opening. But have you ever noticed, and, and in the past, th- this is a good way, by the way, to kind of use as a, uh, a barometer of, finding how much you actually mean to the people around you. Okay. But 
if you're someplace out, let's say there's going to be a concert. I'm just going to use this as an example. And there's a there's a, a big uh, there's a, a pre party somewhere downtown. Everybody's pre, what they call pre gaming sure. and having a few drinks before. Then you go to the show, you have a few beers, and people are starting to get a little bit loopy. And then after the show, you're back out and about. And if you were to disappear, which often happens because people get too much to drink, and they what do they call that? The Irish exit. Yeah, yeah, right? the Irish goodbye. Yeah, yeah, yeah where, where they just, where you just slip go. out and and nobody really knows that you're gone and they don't care till tomorrow when they wake up and they go, man, what happened to you? He goes, I, I heard a speaker bring up, nobody would ever do that sober. Just leave without saying goodbye. Or nobody would or, care. Or not caring. Right, right. Think about that. If you just van- I never thought about if that. If you just vanish from yeah. a circle of friends downtown- and you're having dinner and you're stone cold sober and you get up to go to the bathroom and then you just vanish. That's a big thing. You People would, would be like, where'd he go? But when you What happened? Is he okay? Did he get sick? Right. But when you're consuming uh, alcohol. Isn't that weird? It is weird. How your mind changes so much. Because after every single drink, if you're drinking a lot, every drink, your vision narrows and you get more and more and more narrow until eventually- the only thing you're concentrating on is getting home and passing out. Ugh, That's it. Yeah. That's all you I know. You're, I, that, but that explains a lot of what your mental state is like. Think about that. I know. It's weird to if think you, about it. Right. And I, I never thought about it like that. And I'm like, yeah, drunk people, he said they do that all the time and nobody cares. I'm, I've done that a million yeah, times. Yeah, exactly. It's just weird. I can't count the amount of times I've done that. Right. Or, or someone I'm with has done that. And like, all of a sudden, they're gone, and you're like, well, never. And I we, I do want to uh, reiterate, by the way, that it's there are people who legitimately struggle with alcohol abuse, and they need professional help, including a physician, to help them through, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. But there's this growing group of people who don't want to get there, and that's the Sober Curious Movement. A lot of them are just people who decided they just don't want to drink anymore. And that reevaluation of your relationship with alcohol is an interesting place to be in when you make the choice on your own. There's not like an intervention. You're not going to rehab. You just are kind of like, I don't think that I necessarily want to feel like this anymore or like have this have so much control in my life. And there's a lot of people who are there, I think that are just kind of reevaluating what role alcohol plays in their life. And I'm starting to see, and again, this is probably because of the accounts that I'm following and what I'm paying attention to, um, because perception is kind of a funny thing. It is. Um, Like, I'm starting to see sober events pop up, specifically in metro areas, like the Twin Cities. Um, Like, this weekend, there's it's Minnesota Fashion Week, and there's, like, a sober party with, like, a DJ and mocktails and it looks like so much fun. You'll see more of that. I've noticed that even uh, visiting with local managers from our our, our liquor stores ar- around here. They'll tell me, man, our sober curious section and non-alcoholic mm-hmm. beverages has grown exponentially over the last year or two. It's just right? cool. Right? It's like you can still socialize and you can still have cool looking beverages right. without having alcohol. and. If you go on our Instagram, I did a 
a mocktail with uh, CBD great water from the CBD centers. I encourage, oh, I'm telling you, if if you're not familiar with the CBD centers here in southern Minnesota, familiarize yourself yeah, with them. Yeah, they have some really cool products. They have great options for you. And you're going to see a lot of different beverages. But the CBD centers here in, in uh, southern Minnesota, by the way, they grow the hemp. And it's not the same thing. Hemp is a, is different. It's hemp, okay? That's what they're growing is hemp. But it's grown here. It is processed here. It is packaged here and then sold here all in southern Minnesota. Because if you buy a lot of that trendy stuff now online or in other places, you could be getting just junk shipped in from China somewhere. Mm. CBD centers here in southern Minnesota, like the ones you'll find, the one you'll find up here on St. Andrews Drive in Mankato, that stuff is grown and processed, packaged, and sold right here in southern Minnesota. And despite what you're looking for, they probably have something for you. My favorite one is the chill drink that's citrus-flavored. I mix that half and half with tonic water. Everybody thinks I have a cocktail in my hand. I feel great, and I wake up the following morning, no hangover. Bingo. There you go. Yeah. It's, right? It's it's cool. If, I recommend that you head up there to CBD centers and just learn more about their products. I'm telling you. Find out if there's something that might be a good fit for you. Education is the key. And for people... That like, God, I got to have the drink. I got to have the drink. That's when you you, you know you've got a, a problem because alcohol is incredibly addictive and incredibly dangerous. If, you know, again, I'm, I'm, I don't want to get on a pedestal, but I'm just telling you the truth because there are a lot of people that can manage it, right? There are. Yeah, you can have a glass of wine. You can have a beer or two, or you can have uh, that glass of scotch, whatever. You, you can do all that, but the, it's the people who can't stop. And once they start, it's just how fast. Can, we, You and I have worked with people. I don't drink because I like it. I like to drink because I get I like to get drunk. Remember that? Oh, yeah. We and heard I, that. I, I will admit that I, when I was drinking, I would not just have a glass of wine. Sure. Right. Ever. Ever. Right. <laughs> you, you would have a few or, it, or, or more. Exactly. Right. And it was just like. It got to a point where I'm like, well, this is, this isn't working very well for me. And then that, you know, that all, it's, you and know. And I'm really grateful that I recognized that. Right. When I did. Right. Um, and kind of made a deliberate choice to pump the brakes. We'll, well call yeah. it. Well, I mean, they talked about that over the last couple of years, the pandemic. It was difficult. Can you imagine if you would have stayed 100% sober right through the pandemic? All of it. That would have been an interesting experiment. They, those people should get medals. Yes, they should. Because we were drinking on, I was drinking pretty consistently for a while there while we were working from home yeah. and everybody was in a, like a hard lockdown. Like the beginning when you, when every day was just like a groundhog day of the day before and no one knew what day it was. Right. And, oh yeah. My memories pop up like on Instagram and I'm like, geez Louise, how many mimosas did I drink? Looking back <laughs> at that now. The lockdowns themselves did every bit as much damage as the alcohol that people consumed. And they're finding that out now, mm-hmm. what kind of an effect that had on people, right? It was not a good it time. It was no, that would that and they they that's not the right way to handle that. It was that. not a good time. You know, and you know, and I'm, I don't want to turn this into politics or anything, but the it exposed COVID, exposed a lot of problems that we have in this country beyond just the, the that itself. Right. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you look at who it affected the most, 
right? Yeah. I think one thing that stands out, and we all learned this, was COVID and obesity was a bad combination. Really, really bad combination, going back to a lot of the other issues that we have in this country, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just, and that's, again, because we're always looking for some kind of a fix. Sugar comes up a lot. Oh, I know. I just... Grin, that's a little bit milder, obviously, but you do get it. You get that little that you get that little bit of high. Yeah, and it's addictive. Right? Yeah. So if you've been into the Easter candy and oh you can't God. control yourself, you're not alone. We have a candy drawer in our new office, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, this is not good for me. Who has it? It's on like a community wall Ooh. in in our big office. So you don't even have to go interrupt anybody. No, Ooh. it's like right there. That's bad. It's really bad. That's bad news. I mean, it's good, but it's bad. But, you know, it, it goes back to this. And then we'll we'll stop the Sober Curious update and we'll move on to uh, Jess's meal prepping as we update a couple of different things here. But I did hear who, or I read this somewhere. I can't remember who it was. It was one of, it was a, a blog or a, a post I was reading somewhere doing some research. And they said that it's important to remember that it does nothing to treat addiction. You have to treat the pain that's causing it. So that is, I thought that was a pretty profound statement. It is. Right? So that's where you need to start digging in Mm -hmm. and looking at yourself. Like what are you escaping from? What are you, what what comfort are you seeking? Yeah. Right? Exactly. All right. Having said that, so here we are, by the way, quick update. It's April 21st now. We're closing in on, it'll be four months here. This four week, months. Yeah, coming up here just past the weekend. So, no, and, and I haven't had another drink. Will I? I would, yeah, I probably will because, I mean, I would like to go to a show someday. I haven't been to a really good uh, uh, concert, and I love live music if it's done by re- by the right artist. <laughs> right? I don't, I don't want to stand in front of a garage cover band and listen to people scream at me, and you know, I just I don't. <laughs> I, I have you outgrown that. I have no desire for any to see anything like that. But if, but man, if I have a chance to see Elton John or this, you know, something like that, I would love to have a really good glass of wine or something like that while I enjoy the show. So will I drink again? Yeah, I'm never going to say that I won't. But have I in the last four months? No. Do I have a problem with it? No. Do I feel better? Yep. Yep. You always bring up the skin thing. Yes, yeah, your skin, skin is like very your skin soft looks and like very dewy. So that's the answer to that question. And again, if if you're curious about this sobriety movement, give it a shot. And I welcome you to yeah. message us. Yeah, um, we're not wrapping up, but I do. I I will say that, like, if you want to message us, like, for mocktail ideas or just like, do you feel weird? Like, I'm kind of an open book about it. So right. I would love to hear from you. All right, let's give people an update on your meal prep, which I believe we talked, was it two weeks ago? I think it was last week. Or was it last week? It's bad, guys. It's not good. (laughs) No. (laughs) Tell people what's going on. Last week, I I started like a meal plan where I prepped a lot of the stuff that needed to be prepped for the week and pre-made a few things. And I was like flying on a pretty proud of myself kind of sure. high and uh, the kids complained about the first meal that I did last week and then I was like oh this is a disaster so then I thought if I involve them in the meal planning it will go better so Sunday Claire and I went through the recipe book and we picked out lasagna and Noah said all I want is tomato soup and grilled cheese I was like done so I pre-made the lasagna stuck it in the fridge made up the soup warmed it up 
Okay, the soup was a hit that I'm, I've made it a hundred times. That went but well. You always make too much, though. Well, it's just the recipe. Because just... <laughs> I wound up throwing a couple of quarts of that last batch out. It makes a lot. <laughs> um, and then the lasagna recipe we picked out, I just followed the recipe, not really even thinking, but it had spinach in it. And so when I made it on Tuesday night and cut it, Clara was like, why did you put salad in the lasagna? And I was like, I don't know. Why did I put salad in the lasagna? <laughs> I like it. But I knew I knew the kids wouldn't like it. And I don't know why I did it. And I was like, this is stupid. So they complained about that. And we now we have all this lasagna and all this soup. And I still haven't. I haven't nailed it. And you guys all sent some really great recommendations on what you do, but none of you have accounted for the, our kids whining about everything I make. <laughs> I don't, well, no, they like some of the stuff that you make. They, they do. We, we had some, uh, what was it last week you made the sheet pan chicken? Yep. There was, but they didn't like that because there was lemon in it. Well, here's the deal. Well, there was some leftover chicken and you were gone one night and Noah was like, what do we got to eat? And I was like, oh, let's, let's look in here. Because we're big on trying to use the leftovers. Yep. And there was some leftover chicken from your sheet pan chicken that you did with vegetables. And I cut that up and I made him a quesadilla. And he bit into it and he was like, George, what's wrong with this chicken? <laughs> <laughs> he goes, it, it, it tastes lemony. Do you think it's bad? <laughs> and I'm like, no. Oh. Mom, mom made sheet pan chicken and we had some extra. And, and to be real clear, did you put lemon in that? Yeah. Oh, there was lemon. Because It I was thought, part of the recipe. I thought maybe it was like the Mrs. Dash or something. No, that you, there was actually lemon in the chicken marinade. So anyways, he wasn't a big fan of that. And I wound up, I wound up chucking that. And then uh, we dug around for some, uh, a few other things. <laughs> We're going back to that chicken nugget life. I can't do this anymore. No, but your intentions are good. So explain to people. So that that that's what you did. So that are, so, are so you? I got the kids involved, and I thought that would help. And it was like, meh. I would say it's a little better than last week, but still not. I have not hit the nail on the head yet. So I guess we the, try again. I mean, we have to eat. The so meal, it's not the, like we can just forego the whole project. And I really appreciate having a plan. Yeah. Like Monday, I knew we're just going to warm up the soup, make some grilled cheese. Tuesday, you had the lasagna in the oven before I even got home. Like, this is nice. Like, we have a plan. We are executing the plan. I have not accounted and figured out how to deal with the complainers of the plan. Well, no. That's but the next hurdle. I used to I used to worry about that a lot more until I started, you know, figuring out that a lot of kids are that way. They are. I know that. You know? And I'm like, well, if they – I actually got a really good tip from – um, a gal who listens every morning, friend of mine, and she said, I make what I'm going to make. And my kids know that if they don't like it, that they have to find a nutritious option for themselves. So like a yogurt, a cheese stick and an apple or carrot sticks and whatever it is, they, they're like on their own for it. And they know that if they don't like the dinner, that they've got to get themselves something to eat. Yeah, because uh, we went, <laughs> You, I was raised again with the eat it or go hungry. Type, yeah, me too. I mean, like to sit at the that, table right. until, until your food is gone. But I mean, I'm just, again, we, we've had this discussion you know, over the past few weeks. I'm not going to, that's not me. That's, I'm not going to, no, I don't, I don't want, 
I'm not going to send a kid to bed hungry. Nope. And is what I would like to know, though, is what are the kids consuming today that's driving them away from a lot of the real food? All the processed frozen crap. Is that what it is? Of I mean, but it is. is there something in there that's actually addicting to them, or is it just the flavor? Sugar. What, are, what are they doing? Sugar is in it that's addicting to them. So you're trying to tell me there's sugar in chicken nuggets? Most likely. Really? See, I don't know. You know, you know who would have the answer for this? We do know some dietitians. We do. And uh, we know I'm one specifically. I'm looking up the ingredients okay, chicken nuggets. Because I was wondering, I'm like, what kind of crack are they putting in all of this stuff that we pull out of the freezer and dump in the air fryer and then the kids consume, whether it's mini tacos, chicken strips, uh, French fries, whatever. What, what What is in that food that they crave so much? And I'm not judging the chicken nugget life. No, no, we, we have it. them. We have them in our yeah. freezer and we will use them on a regular basis. Absolutely. Um, I'm trying to find some online here that I can because I know read that- you the ingredients. I don't, I don't know what's in them. It's... But there, nothing good. But there has to be something, right? That they crave, or is it just that that fried food flavor with the breading? And I, I don't know. I don't know what it is because when I was a kid, again, not to not to sound like the old man, but I used to eat whatever they served. My mom would serve for dinner. And there, oh, I guess there's not sugar in. There wasn't as many options. Nuggets. Then what's in there? Um, I don't. Know. Is it crack? Have we been joking about that for years? And, and indeed, so. they're putting crack in chicken nuggets. Um, chicken breast with rib meat, water, texturized soy protein concentrate, soy protein concentrate, salt, dehydrated garlic, onion powder, caramelized sugar, paprika. I don't know. It's, it's not good. Well, you just read those ingredients, right? So I don't know. I don't know why they like that process so, stuff better. So let me ask you this. Are you going to... To continue to meal prep. Yep. Why? Because it makes me feel better to have a plan. That's all I wanted to hear, and I knew that was the answer anyways. I wanted you to say it out loud. <laughs> it makes me feel better. You enjoy doing it. Um. Yeah. It, you don't, don't enjoy mi- the time. Cons- I don't it, mind doing it. But you feel like you're really accomplishing I, something. I'm pretty proud of myself and, when I have things prepared or a plan. And when out. you're done, and when you're done with it, you're like, oh, look at what I accomplished. I did, yeah. Right. So I that's have, all right. I have a bit of a, I probably need like a psychiatrist for this to actually tell me what's happening. But I have a bit of a, like, I, I, I feel really good when I accomplish things. Like, I don't know what that says about me as a person. Well, that, that's not I, a bad I, thing. I feel like very good. That is not a bad thing. I think we should feel good about ourselves when we accomplish things. Even if like, it's not actually doing any good. Well, it is doing good. You know what? Maybe it's maybe it's just a matter of you putting the right menu together. That's why I thought, like, I'll bring the kids in and have them help me with the menu. Was there anything else different about that lasagna that you made other than the spinach? No. Why? No. <laughs> you didn't like it either? <laughs> this is dumb. This no. is dumb. I quit. Did I say that? Um, I did not say that. I have been married to you for a long time, and I know when you ask questions like that, leading questions, oh. that you did not like it. Oh, man. No, no. I don't know. It had sausage. It had turkey sausage, spinach, ricotta, lasagna noodles, sauce. Uh, I don't know. I, mushrooms. Because I, I had a piece. Cheese. I had a piece of it, and I ate it. 
Well, I would hope so. You're 50 years old. I would hope that you're not going to throw a fit about the salad in your lasagna. The spinach? Clara called it salad. I know, yeah. but she calls she calls everything that's leafy salad. salad. Why yeah. is there salad in my lasagna? <laughs> right? Are you kidding me? So I I, oh. I, I was just curious as if you were to continue that. Would the it, meal planning, I will not put salad in any more lasagna. Would you be content in perhaps just meal planning maybe your lunches? I probably could do that. <laughs> the way you could still have the actual event <laughs> on s- Sunday afternoons? Um, I will consider that. Well, I didn't know. I'm just saying. I did, I did blog about it on our website, too, on Sunday after I finished. Right. I was like, I'm going to write a blog about this. This is this went well. Well, you got the kids involved as well. This is going to be a success. <laughs> well, it, it it hasn't been it hasn't been a failure. No, the it's tomato just... soup and grilled cheese sandwiches. By the way, we're talking about you make a delectable homemade tomato it is, soup. It is yeah. a good homemade tomato soup, and I did put a link to the recipe. It's not my recipe. I put a link to the recipe on the blog post um, because it's a delicious tomato soup, but. I don't know. I guess stay tuned for this saga because it's not like winner, winner, chicken dinner. But pardon the pun. But again, you can't expect to knock it out of the park right away. Right? Like anything Why else. Why not? Don't you think they just, you know, as you, you. I demand excellence. You certainly didn't fail. No. You haven't failed the first couple of weeks of this. And then you learn as you move along, you just get better and better at everything. What life, I need. Right? Here's what I need before we go. I need like a running list of like knockout recipes that I can just rotate through and quit trying to reinvent the wheel every week. Right. With like new shiny fancy dishes. I just need like 15 (laughs) things that everybody likes that I can just rotate through. That's what I need to do. I need a list. Uh, Well, I can tell you this. I can do that list for you right now. No, not tacos, cheeseburgers, chicken nuggets, quesadillas. Pizza. You forgot pizza. Pizza. No. The whole the whole week is done right there. <laughs> and and they would be they would never complain. They would never I need ever to complain. find the balance between never complaining and a nutritious meal plan. It's weird because Where you, is that marriage? You could alternate between tacos, cheeseburgers, and pizza, those three we, items. You could alternate those three items and you'd... We did do that for the first two months I was at my new job. (laughs) There's a few other things we threw in there, wasn't there? some mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. There you go. Mac and cheese. Feeling a little bit wild, you go for the mac and cheese. You get one of those Sam's Club disposable... Put some broccoli in it? No, don't don't do that. (laughs) Don't don't add. (laughs) That, that, That runs in your family. Like just throwing things in, right? Oh God, that, no, no, no! Don't oh, do I've that. Oh, I got some leftover peas here. I'm just yeah. gonna pop those in. Don't, don't do that. But I, I don't. I think you're being. I think you're being too hard on yourself. I think it has been a success. We're just to gonna a point. keep updating you until I. We'll let you know. Get this right. But here, coming up here soon. I don't, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll touch on this subject, but. I want to talk, and kind of going back to how we started this conversation today, we talked about the Sober Curious movement and stuff, but I want to talk about addiction in general, and it doesn't have to be alcohol. Okay. But addiction, because I think we all are have experienced some form of it, some form of it Completely. Like, uh, in, in our lives. And it doesn't right? have to be it doesn't have food to... or drugs no, or no. alcohol. I think 
cell phones and social media is probably a really good place to start. It's weird that you bring that up. I just uh, uh, listened to a, a woman who decided to give up, uh, instead of alcohol or anything, she had to give up her Instagram account because it was it was ruining her life. <sighs> it was nuts. And she said it, the addiction was real. I believe it. The addiction was I real. I absolutely believe it. And prior to giving it up, you know, she went, well, she was one of these individuals who got involved with the Sober Curious movement, mm -hmm. right? Decided to give it up. She lost 10,000 followers. When she got sober? Yep. She lost 10,000 followers. And she said it was one of the most agonizing things she'd experienced in her life. And there was no reason to feel that agony. But no. you want to know what it was? The social media sucked her in and she felt like a failure because people were bailing on her. Oh, that makes me so sad. Right. Is but, she back on social media? Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know. now I want to go follow her. No, but I, I listened to her podcast. Oh, got it. And she talked about that. Jeez. And then I listened to them discuss some of the other forms of addiction mm -hmm. okay. and, and how it all it's a, it's a fascinating conversation is that too heavy for a friday morning uh no we don't have we, we don't have to do it tomorrow we don't have to do it tomorrow we'll figure it out but i, I just think i want to have that conversation because listening to different people with different angles mm -hmm. it really is interesting and you some of the stuff that was brought up was eye-opening and i was like okay. i, I kind of like today when i talked to you about friends being separated after drinking right, all when, night and i had never that it no the, the that situation that scenario had never it had never dawned on me to even think about that right and how weird it is that that happens when you're drinking and no one yeah you can <laughs> vanish no you can vanish at midnight or 1 a.m as everybody's if, if you've been drinking at all night with a group of people you can vanish at that time and most likely nobody cares that's weird. They'll they'll just think, oh, they slipped out and went home or this or that, but they won't miss your company and they won't miss you. Weird. Isn't that weird? It I is. And I never thought about that because uh, he brought up the point. He goes, take the same or, or four other people, whatever, sit down at a dinner table, get up to go use the restroom and never come back. And never come back. And see the reaction. And I was like, You're, that's a great point. Wow. That is a great point. But we'll, we'll, we'll tackle that with, with a show soon. Uh, other than that, well, we wanted to give you an update on the Sober Curious. And the meal plan. We still haven't had a drink. And yes, Jess is still meal, meal planning. So, and or, you're, and or, you're, or attempting. You're going to continue it. Yeah. And I'll just, I'm, I'm going to get that magic list of, of food that everybody likes. And I'm going to rotate through it. And every once in a while, I'll sneak a salad lasagna in there. You're, <laughs> but you're combining. You and I with the kids, and that's two very different palettes. I will succeed. <laughs> we'll find out, and we will we will relay that information to you. Again, we'd love for you to hear you. Uh, we'd love to hear from you if you'd like to weigh in. Remember, you can always follow us online, and you'll find all of our content and everything else on our website at georgeandjess.com. You'll also find <laughs> us on social media. You can find us on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Go to TikTok. Search George underscore Jess one. You can watch me feed the birds in the morning. And we will have a brand new episode for you tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. to get your weekend rolling.